Hi, um, my name is Brent. I play Kalsar on uh, Ballad of the Seven Dice. Before we begin, I want to talk about a sensitive topic. Um, it's, it's a topic that I've dealt with in my life, and this is kind of why I included it. I feel that Kalsar is like big chunks of me put into him, and and I've grown very close to this character, I know, and um, I wanted to say that um, I want to give a warning because it's a very sensitive topic, and um, the main subject of it is, um, is suicide. If this is a very uh, sensitive topic for you, and you want to skip it, the time to skip it would be from 4254 to 4853. To reiterate on that, it is, um, again, something that I've dealt with in my lifetime, and this is a very important issue that we all need to talk about, and I think I wanted to kind of share like the feelings I've gone through in my life through Kalsar and I guess to me it's been it, it to me it's a way of therapy I know that a lot of people see D&D as therapy and where they put a lot of themselves in their own characters and uh, that's what I wanted to do for him and it wasn't an easy episode to do so um I um I want to thank you all for um, listening and going with all of us through this journey and to remember that that if you're feeling like this go go talk to your family go talk to your loved ones and of course reach out and like we will have links uh, to suicide hotline preventions across Canada US and UK and um, be safe out there everyone Greetings there travelers welcome to the fire pit of the seven dice it's me your lovely host and famous gnome bard Wing over gimbal. Baby to be with me. So, this episode is a tough one. We are looking into Kelsar. Kelsar's been through a lot. He's faced off against Matthews numerous times and lost. He has lost his arm twice, I think, actually. And lost his life before. So, this episode's a bit of a heavy one. Um. We need the Battle Bards intro. One second. Trent! Trent, are you awake? Please be asleep, please be asleep. Greetings from BattleBards.com. Damn it. I am Trent. I am a very advanced bard. If you are looking for fun sound effects for your show, 
Then hop on over to BattleBards. Or sounds like ice storms or other evocation spells. Thanks, Trent. I really thought he was asleep that time. Okay, uh, travelers. So, we are going to just dive right into this episode. So, without further ado, I give you Kelsar, the rebirth of a hero. Hey, I'm Brent, and I'm playing Kelsar, Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of Nathifa. You hear the sound of birds chirping, and the sun is beating down hot on you as you put your tools at the side of the shack and you've finished another day of farming. You just feel relaxed and at ease as you look around. Your hand has a few of those old scars from when you used to swing a sword, and a part of you kind of misses that thrill, that adrenaline, but another part of you is just glad for the relaxation you hear from the distance near your uh, little house that you have there Chenille calling out to you Kelsar are you done yet? I'm just about finished well come on we've been waiting for you <laughs> okay I'll be right there you march on up to your house and it's not a big house but it's your house and you remember when you and Chanel built it together it was one of those moments where you could just relax and you were just settling down. There was nothing chasing you. There was nothing coming after you. It was just, just a moment of happiness. You had a goal in front of you and no danger about it. Just something that you two wanted. And you step into this place and the warm feeling just goes over you. There's that smell that you know like it's your home, right? Just like that comfortable smell. You know that there's this dinner that's been made and it smells delicious as always. You look at the table and there's Chenille. She's just finishing setting up and Dan's helping her. And they look up at you. Hey, you all done in that field there, Kelsar? Yeah, I just finished uh, wrapping things up there, Dad. All right, well, sorry I couldn't help you today. I had to run a few errands. Don't worry about it. I'm just glad to be here. With all of you. Yeah, of course, it's it's been nice just just living. It's, I never thought that a day like this would come where I could or I could finally be at peace, you know. I I, I I don't have to be afraid. Well, this is from your hard work. You and those three. Yeah. I 
it has not been easy, I can tell you that, but <laughs> I, th I think, you know, at the end of the day, we pulled through and we survived, and I'm so happy that I've had all of you by my side to the bitter end. I couldn't have made it without you guys. We were glad to be there with you. <sighs> Chenille puts her hand on your shoulder. You look, you see a ring on her hand, and you see one on yours. Let's have some food and just relax and enjoy the day. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. You sit down, you're having dinner, and everything's great. Uh, pie's brought out, Dan sets it down and serves you each a slice. You guys are all laughing, and you just enjoy this wonderful evening. And then you wake up. <gasps> There's rubble all over your body. Hurts in every way you've never imagined. Oh god. Kelsar! Kelsar, are you dead? Oh my god, he's still alive. Everyone over here. Oh god. Where am I? Help me move Where this. Where the hell am I? Kelsar, you gotta calm down. You are really hurt. We just got the other uh, out of here. We were still looking for you. Oh god. What happened? Oh god, what? his legs. Alright, come on. Kelsar, don't look. It's it's oh gonna my, be oh fine. My god. Oh my god! What the, what the hell happened? <laughs> it's, we're gonna have clerics look at you. We'll get this all healed up. Don't uh, worry. Oh god, it hurts. Give him, give him a sedative. This is too much. And you feel the effects of the spell go over you. And things go numb as you slowly drift back out. You find yourself waking up once more... This time, you don't hurt as much anymore. You're sore, for sure. And you're sitting in a bed. It looks like it might be the Chosen's headquarters back in Sanctuary. You see some of your stuff, your armor, your sword, your shield, all sitting at the side of a wall. Uh. The beds with your companions are all empty. And you're just lying down right now. The sun is poking through. It looks like it's probably mid-afternoon. What the hell happened? Riley walks in. You recognize her. She was one of the higher-ups in the Valkyries Chosen, and she has a large burn on the side of her face. It looks like it's been healed with magical healing. Just a little red right now. And she walks in with a new set of clothes. Oh, you're awake. You're the last one to wake up. Where, where, where is everyone? They're kind of all out and about doing their thing here in Sanctuary. Uh, they've been up for about a day now. Every so often they've been coming in and checking on you. The rest of the death shift made it? Yeah, they're all okay. Okay. There was... There was a lot of casualties. Um, I guess with what Dorum did, she... Kelsa, she brought meteors down on New Dawn. New Dawn's gone. There's... There's nothing left. It's... There's craters there. 
thanks to MZ, um, Windcatcher was able to get a number of our people out. We actually, we saved a lot of lives with his quick thinking, but there were still a lot of casualties. Sven and uh, Doomsayer didn't make it. And Astoria has been... She's still been out. She was gravely wounded. We think she was holding off Dorum from getting at Amelia and Spellsinger, and uh, those two are missing. We're not sure if Dorum has them or not. How are you feeling? Are Can everything move? Are you okay? We should probably do a checkup on you. I'm not okay. You see, she's... She's trying to hold back tears, and uh, you look, there's a pin that's been placed on her uniform, and you saw this pin before. It was the one that Doomsayer held, and it was kind of like a mark of his authority, and now it's sitting on Riley's chest. Well, uh, I know things are tough right now, Kalsar, and we, we have some time to kind of recover you don't have any active missions honestly I don't know what we would do with any active missions we have a few clues about those monsters that were summoned but not a whole lot MZ said he was going to look into some of it okay here let's try to stand you up let's see how you're feeling Uh, 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 fuck well it looks like you can stand, at least. Everything's bending. Looks like those clerics did a good job. It took them a while. You all were on the brink of death. I don't know how you survived. Everyone in that area, they... They all died. But you four were the only ones at this ground zero point that survived. Your friend Diarna, she made it as well. She managed to get out of there just as the meteor started to fall. Well, I guess that's one sliver of good news in this massacre. That's what it was. It was a fucking massacre. <laughs> I thought after we took down Dorum's last base, this would be... She would be reeling, but she was just mad. And... I'd never been so afraid before. I've never felt so weak. We all felt weak there. There was... There was nothing we could do. No, there wasn't. But we're... We're gonna get back up. How? How could we possibly get back up after this, after all that happened? How... how you've seen the, the their power. I thought... I fought Matthews three times, and I got massacred each time. I didn't even stand a goddamn chance, even a, even stronger than I was before, and I was still just a piper tiger in a storm. This world is filled with ancient magics, and Dorum's taking advantage of that. All of them are. And the only ones who aren't doing that is us, so we need to start researching. We need to find ways to, to step up our game, and we have everyone in this headquarters doing that right now we're not going to just let them do what they want we're gonna do whatever it takes to stop them because 
There is no just letting them win. Letting them win means we all die. I just... I'm not strong enough. I don't think I ever will be strong enough. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. One thing I remember Doomsayer saying was that no group grew in power as fast as your group did. Everyone took so long to get their powers to even start working from them. And what? You guys were here for two weeks and you were already activating all your abilities? It took us like a year to get our stuff to work. There's something different about you four. And I know that puts a lot of pressure on you, but honestly, right now we're we're going all in on every opportunity we have, and Death Shift is one of them. But take your time. This isn't something that you could just brush off. I need to go for a walk. That's fine. Here, here's a change of clothes. You've been sitting in those for a day or two. Thank you. I'm gonna go check on everyone. If you need food, there's some in the main hall. They're just finishing up lunch right now. Uh, but I made sure that they left some, so. I'm not hungry. Okay. Let me know if you need anything, okay? Mm-hmm. And I nod. And she just nods back to you and slowly walks out of the room. <laughs> Looking down at your body, you see there's a lot of pink blotches, like new skin. Uh, like as if you'd just been burned and then they must have been healing this stuff for days. You know, normal magical healing, you could heal up a terrible wound quite quick, so whatever happened to you must have been pretty damn bad that it took them this long. I guess the nightmare continues. I need a drink. So, do you grab your equipment, or do you just leave it here? I grab my equipment with me. So you finish doing up the last straps of your your full plate, and you buckle your sword, you feel that familiar divine hum come from your new blade, and you attach this magic shield to your back, and walk out of the headquarters. A lot of people in there, they're busy. There's so many books open. People are eating while reading. They're all just trying to find different ways. You see one of the large fish hooks that when those massive monsters that you fought melted down, they left that large fish hook. You see one of them on the table just as you're leaving and a bunch of people looking at it and talking about it. I kind of just glance at it. I just walk past it. So you're outside now. The sun is coming down on you. There's a little bit of a chill breeze since the autumn winds are really starting to pick up. You see a few trees dotted here and there and their leaves have all changed colors. You smell that crisp smell in the air and it's a little relaxing compared to just being in that stuffy room. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'd go to the vulgar unicorn, but I always know how that turns out. <laughs> There's a few other taverns. I mean, you could even ask around if you wanted. Uh, I'd look for, can I look for a villager and, or uh, a resident and ask him? Yeah. You see there's a man walking past you. He looks like he's a merchant. 
He's got a, one of those twirly mustaches and one of this foppish hat sitting on his head as he's walking on by. Hey. Oh, yes, hi. I need a place to forget about my problems. And not the vulgar unicorn, please. Oh, yes, the place has got a, a certain crowd now, those, those cultists. Not the most fun. Uh, my personal favorite is the Shady Oaks Inn and Tavern. Or if you're looking for a little more gamble, there's uh, the Dragon's Horde. Um, you know, the Shady Oaks. That sounds like a... That sounds like a nice place. Oh, it's a lovely establishment. <laughs> Thank you for your time, sir. Of course. Take care. So, you know, this tavern is by the river. And uh, just near one of the bridges that intersects right through the middle of Sanctuary, the river leads out into the ocean and near the island of the Purple Mage. You make your way down, and this area is not too bad. Uh, it, it looks rather pleasant. And you find this tavern just sitting there near the river's edge. And there's a few horses that are tied up at its stable, and a number of people are just sitting outside, maybe enjoying a drink or having some tobacco. Mm. You walk inside, and there is a really beautiful-looking man behind the counter. He has this long, white, flowing hair, and his eyes are a golden color. You remember from your training and research, this, you think, is an Azamar, which is basically the opposite of what you are. Can I approach him? Yeah, he's just behind the, the bar. Ah, welcome, friend. How can I help you? Uh, I, uh, I never met an Asimar before. <laughs> My kind is not too common, and unfortunately a lot of them get fairly stuffy and hang out inside temples and such. What did, um, what made you want to be a bartender? I just didn't want to be in a temple anymore, and I love people. So I figured I would run a place of hospitality. And, I mean, we're in, we're in a bit of a nicer end of the city. Uh, I did kind of want to run a place where people needed a bit more. At the time, that was the case when I set this place up, but, you know, times change. But I still try to help people out. The hungry come in here sometimes, and I make sure they get some food. You know, get some drinks to people who are having a hard time. And honestly, it looks like you could use one. I definitely can. Here, let me grab you something. Take a seat. Thank you. So he fills up this mug, pours it up, slides it towards you, and it's got this crisp scent of apples from it. Mm. That's the cider we make here in Sanctuary. Give it a taste. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. I, it reminds me of home. We used to have a lot of apple trees there. So I I like it. It's, it has a nice kick to it, and uh, it doesn't taste like something died in it. It's like something... That I want, but it's out of my reach. What's that, friend? Have you ever met a tiefling paladin before? No, I can't say I have. I've met a few tieflings in my time. A lot of them were... Uh... Hurt in different ways. Just like you seem to be. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. What's the world's not very kind to your people, I'm afraid. We're kind of in similar boats, but... Whereas yours, there's more of persecution because of your blood. Mine, there's just unrealistic expectations. Yeah. I could tell you 
your stories about unrealistic expectations, but... <laughs> well, I mean, at least we can relate on that note, hey? Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh... now, sometimes it's nice to just sit. There's a lot going on in life, and life sure is busy, but... It's nice to just enjoy the smaller things. It's hard to enjoy the smaller things. Things have been pretty crazy. You can't... I can't even begin to describe it. Are you, uh, with those chosen? Yes. I mean, I saw last week what happened. That fire raining down from the sky. It was like the end of times kind of thing. I was in it. You were there? I nod. How'd you live? The question is, why did I live? You must be one tough son of a bitch, that's for sure. Trust me, I'm not that tough. Well, if someone threw a massive ball of fire from the sky at me, I don't think I'd still be here serving drinks. <laughs> I guess that's a possibility. But, um... You're a paladin. Uh, who are you a paladin of? The Silver Shield. I can't say I've heard of that order. We're pretty secluded in a way. We appear when times are needed. Ah, uh, I see. My family was in a sort of monastic tradition, top of a mountain. It was the most boring life I ever lived. I had to get out of that, yeah. Tell me about it. Well, so it was kind of this secluded area. We worshipped the god of the skies and winds, and we just believed to uh, try to keep a peaceful life, give worship, and when the time was right, you know, the classic religious jargon, you step in and answer the call. And there was a few times where we had to deal with giants and stuff like that. They would be harassing neighbor, neighboring villages, different air elementals and stuff, causing problems. But I was so bored there. Everyone was so obsessed with following order and bringing great glory to the god and honestly my favorite times were going down to the different villages and talking to the villagers that's when I decided this isn't for me my parents tried to get me to stay of course but I just told them earnestly I can't do this and I I left I haven't heard from them since I honestly don't know what's become of the monastery Does, do I know his name? No, he never said it. What's her name? My name is Bart. Or Bartholomew, I like to say, but I don't like that. So Bart's fine. How about you? I'm Kelsar. Kelsar. Of the Order of the Silver Shield, huh? He pours you another drink as your mugs now run empty. Thank you. I know you chosen her. Doing that good fight a lot of us can't do. <laughs> I can't even do it. Well, at least it doesn't drive you mad doing it. There's a few adventurers I heard of lately. They tried to step in and help. Just seeing a lot of these creatures broke their mind. Honestly, it hasn't been easy. The things I've seen. If you ever need to relax or take a load off, you're always welcome here. Thank you. I don't let any of those cultists in here, and generally a pretty good crowd around this area. I'll have to let the party know next time. We kept going to the Vulgar Unicorn. Th we went to the Vulgar Unicorn three times. 
and each time we've been attacked. You know, that used to be the place to be. It used to be one of the real poppin' joints, as they say. It was it was a good place. I even used to go there now and then, because I don't live too far from it. Yeah. But when those cultists came in, I guess it must be a convenient place for them, because they go there quite a bit. Yeah. No, it might be best to avoid that place for a little bit. Probably a good idea. Yeah. What do you want to do, Kelsar? After all this is done, I imagine there's got to be an end to this craziness. If there isn't, that's just even more depressing, but I like to think there's an end. I've never given it much thought. I mean, I've, I've, I've given thought about what I want to achieve in this, but I never thought about myself, what I plan to do ever, what I plan... Kelsar, that's 101 religion. They just get you thinking about everything else. What about you? You deserve stuff. Well, I want to be at peace. I'm sure you'll get that. I'm sure when this whole thing's done, you can just sit, you know, and relax. Take some time off. Hang that sword up. Maybe I can do that sooner than I thought. Well, I mean, there is word that this war is coming close to an end, I heard. A lot of celebration that this Dorum woman, her um, her place was destroyed. Was it Larkum? Arstum? Arkham. Arkham. That's it. Yeah, heard that was taken out. That's a that's a big moment. I lost a lot of people that day. Yeah, I can imagine. War is just. I can save them. There's so many people that I failed. But did you fail, though, Kalsar? Like, is that really all in you? That's not fair. You're one tiefling. Like, hell, even if you were super powerful, I don't think everyone thinks this is all your responsibility. Like, that's a little... a little unrealistic. Like, you think about it. What, you said you travel with some friends? Would you ever put it all on one of their shoulders? Maybe not. So how come it's getting put on yours? That's... Do they do that to you? Do they push this expectation on you? I guess not. It's just seeing people... Seeing their lives taken from them. It's terrible. When when they've had so much potential. We could have stopped it, but we couldn't. We could have done something, but we didn't. But you know what's the difference? You're trying. Like, how many of us... We can't even help. Like, I can't even go out there and help out even with the fighting that I know because I see one of those creatures and I might become one of those muttering messes. Man, it's... It's frustrating. But a lot of us appreciate the sacrifice that you chose and do and I didn't choose this oh it really makes your namesake sound strange the chosen I didn't choose this I was forced into it I'm sorry Kelsar that's terrible but, you know looking back if I even had a choice I asked myself the question that even after all that's happened I have to ask myself like would I still do it would I still go through all this and I honestly don't know the answer. Tell me, tell me some of your 
your things you've done. Tell me some of the things, like some of the evils you've slain or something like that. There was the Mind Flayer. Oof. You fought a Mind Flayer? We did. Unfortunately, one of our companions lost his was slain in battle, but he came back shortly after. But still, he had to pay a price for it. The thing is, we all have that ability, but it only goes so far. You know, if we if we die too many times, you're familiar with that, right? That 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 if we die too many times, we become a monster. And considering how quote unquote powerful we are. We could, like, what what happens if we if we fail? If we become one of these monstrosities, we would we just be something that just decimates an entire city or continent? Or like, do we come in and stop a force? And I live with that. And like, how 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 do I? I, I live with that fear that I I could turn into that that nightmare. Kelsar. Anyone with power can turn into a nightmare. I mean, I guess that's a little different. You literally become something else, but... Corruption is everywhere. But you destroyed a mind flare. Those creatures, they eat people. Every day. Imagine if you left that mind flare for even just another week. How many more people would be dead? But you, you stopped it. And yeah, there was a price to pay as there usually is, but look what you did. Like that's, if you weren't there, if the Chosen weren't there, this frightening creature would still be out there preying on innocent people. And it's not fair that it's all pushed on you guys, and I wish more of us could help, but you are making a difference. Never, never question that. I used to think that. But then after when we... After fighting Matthews... After fighting Matthews three times... Three... Times I fought him. He slaughtered me like... He... He, he slaughtered me the first time I fought him. He ripped my heart out of my chest. And then the second time, I tore my arm off, and I barely even made a scratch on him, and he wasn't even trying. And then the third time, <laughs> I was, I was, I was a pebble. I was a pebble being thrown at him, and, and I was just pushed aside. And I was more powerful than I was the, the, the second time I ran into him, and now, I, I don't know how we could beat him. He lives in my he I, I see him every night I sleep. <laughs> I can't I, I, I've seen what he's done to my order. The, the, the countless graveyards he built. I, I have no idea how I'm gonna beat him. Do you 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 look up at Bart, you're frustrated, you're you're feeling all these emotions come out. You see there are some tears in his eyes as he's empathizing with you. Do you... Must you beat him? He's... He sounds horrible. He sounds terrible, but... I have to. Is he a part of this whole thing? 
he's he's one of the generals. He's one of the he's one of the people that can unleash that could if he if he isn't stopped, he's gonna destroy everything. Every plane of existence has ever existed everything. He's gonna destroy it all and I I don't know what to do. He takes your hand and you feel this calming energy flow into you. As he concentrates and sort of closes his eyes, grips your hand a little tighter, he takes a deep breath and exhales and lets go. And then he looks at you for a moment, a little perplexed, and shakes his head. Kelsar, you're fighting these horrors with your own strength. But maybe it's time to seek out some of the strength of this world. Are you from Are you from this world? No, I'm not. Come back in a day's time. I'm going to have something for you. It's going to be a location. Now, I know you're already knee-deep in religious hoo-ha as it is, but go to this place. It's it's going to do something for you. I, I don't know how I know it. I just, when I held your hand there, I knew. Okay? I just need to meditate on this and find where. Why are you helping me? I don't know. I feel... I feel like it's just the right thing to do. <laughs> and honestly, at the end of the day, that's that's the best thing to do, even if it's tough. Did you sound like me when I was young? <laughs> well, I still feel pretty young, so let's hope that feeling keeps going. Yeah, well, that's, uh, maybe another drink would do. You got it. Thank you. So he fills up your mug once more uh, with that cider, and he's cleaning stuff. He grabs a small plate of food and sets it down in front of you. It's like some oven-roasted vegetables he must have put in just inside the large stone oven he has in the back. And uh, there's some other things, some meats that were cooked recently. Everything seems pretty fresh for the stuff he's bringing you. What do I owe you for this? Kelsar, I feel like I owe you. You've been fighting for this city. You don't owe me anything. It's the least I can do. I can't go out there on those front lines and fight, but I could at least give you a good meal and something to drink. That's, uh... You're, uh... You're a good guy. (laughs) I try. Damn. He has a laugh and just starts cleaning up around the area. A few other people are coming in, ordering drinks and food. You see the tavern's starting to fill up a little bit now that it's getting a little closer to the the evening. Hey, you hmm? guys want to see something cool? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Is there like a Campbell bra or something? I got lit? Yeah, we'll say there's a couple. I'm going to try lighting it up. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll to use your powers. Fifteen. So you point over at it, 
Just snap your fingers and this blue flame lights up on each candle. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, I got a, I got a god in me. I can, I can, I could do cool stuff like that, and I can throw fireballs and stuff. <laughs> they look a little confused. Like you're a cleric? Oh no, I'm a paladin. Oh okay, yeah. I just got a god. I just got an old god in me. His name's Yegdita. Hey Yegdita, you want to come out and say hi? No? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just, just, you're still quiet, huh, you bastard? You see, uh, the patrons are looking a little like, oh, he's just really drunk, kind of thing like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's just shy. You see in the back, Bart's just cooking up a bunch of food in the kitchen, and a lot of people are just sitting down with their drinks, playing cards. <sighs> I don't, I don't know what to do. I really... I... I can't. Fuck. Fuck. This is... I, 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 I thought I was ready for this, but I am... I am so not ready for this. Uh... I, you know what, Matt? I don't know why Matthews just doesn't do it. He just doesn't just doesn't come in and just tear me to pieces. I, I don't know why he's just just wasting my goddamn time. Why doesn't he just do it? Just do it. He clearly can. Or Dorum. Why is that bitch wasting her goddamn time? Just sitting there laughing and laughing. Acting like she's she clearly can, clearly can just come in and wipe all of us out. But just doesn't, just likes, just likes to fuck with us. <laughs> and I'm kind of losing goddamn patience. <laughs> do it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> you see, a lot of people are starting to kind of shy away from you. Maybe move a little further down the bar. Maybe uh. Why? She, 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 we're, we're just her plaything. That's all we are to them. Just toys. Just toys. I'm gonna go for a walk. So you step outside, and the cool night air blows onto your face. You hear some people outside. They're just talking. You see the horses. There's still a number of them in the stable. You hear the sound of a river moving quite fast, just near this inn. You see there's a bridge and other areas just leading further down towards the ocean. You know what? I'm just going to do it for them. I'm going to head to that bridge. So you drunkenly walk to this bridge. This is, this is what you guys want, huh? You see this dark water is flowing quickly underneath you. It looks fairly deep. There's a few fishing rods that are set up on the side. They don't have their lines cast out. It looks like people just left them there. They're going to come back the next day and do some fishing. A lot of the houses closer to the river look a little more ramshackle, a little more uh, low income. 
Gotta take a few more steps towards the bridge. Each step feels heavy. It feels like it takes an eternity as you walk toward the water. Doomsayer, Chanel, Dan, how many, how many people? And how many more? I, I, I get closer to the bridge. You hear that water now, it's, it's going pretty strong. You don't see any fish or anything in there. It's, it's quite late, so you don't expect any birds to be around this area. You hear a dog barking out in the distance. That's about it. Possessed by an old god. Just using me as his fucking puppet. I'm not going to be his goddamn puppet. I'm going to step on the ledge. Take a step on the ledge and just look. This water swirling as it goes past. You. You feel so heavy. You feel so tired. You feel like you're spent. You think back on all these things that you've done, all these people you've saved, all these places you've gone to, and then as a result, all the carnage that's ensued and the other people you couldn't save. Why is there always fewer people that you can save compared to all the people that you lose? Maybe... Maybe if I get swept away into the middle of the ocean, and I change it to a monster, maybe... Maybe I won't hurt any more people. I begin to step off the bridge. What happens? I put my leg forward. I left leg forward. And it's hovering. And I slowly lean down. I'm not done with you yet. And then I stop. I feel this rush of energy flowing through me. And it I force myself off the bridge and I'm on the bridge now and on my on my butt. You look around, the area is illuminated by this blue flames that coat your horns. <sighs> Seriously? Now? What do you why? Tell me why! You have a job to do. A job? A job. Is that all I am to you? Am I just a tool? Kalsar, you need to grow up. What do you mean? What do you mean I need to grow up? You think I'm already grown up already? Don't you know that I already have so... I, I'm just so tired of you, Yegditha. You think that you're the only one that suffers? You know that you have to do this. You have to get stronger and you have to finish what you've started. But I've started. I've chosen you because you were the one that could do the job. And you were going to finish it. And then what? Then I'm just going to become your, your, your slave? Yes. Because that's what you were born to be. And that is what you will be, because you have to be sacrificed for the good of all existence. It's not fair. But it's necessary. Because this isn't about you, Kalsar. This is about everyone else.
and it and it just collapsed. Your head just hits the cold cement. You feel it on your cheek. This just relaxing moment that you can have in all of this. You're you're on the ground. You could feel the grit of the dirt. You taste a little bit of it as well. Oh, it must have blown up from the wind coming off the river. You're done. You feel these tears just streaming down your face. You still see this bluish light cast from the flames on these horns. Yegdith is still watching you. And everything slowly goes to black. You hear the sound of a crackling fire. It sounds like uh, like someone's hearth, like they maybe they have a kettle boiling. Yeah, you're pretty sure that's a kettle boiling. I know. You feel yourself on an overstuffed armchair. It's familiar. You smell the scent of lilacs in this room. It's a comfortable old cottage. It kind of looks like the one from your other dream, but it's different somehow. There's a lot more knickknacks and everything in here. It's a person's home. They've lived here for a long time. You see all sorts of like paintings on the walls and uh, just fine tapestries. You see on the table there is a tea set that's been laid out. An old woman, she comes walking around the corner. She has horns that are a little different from yours. They go in a bit more of a, like a ram style on the side of her head, but she has the same white flowing hair. She looks like she's probably in her 60s. She is bringing over some tea. All right, Kelsar, I've made it just how you like it. Just a little bit of honey. Now, here, take the tea. It's delicious. Of course it is. It's your favorite. Thank you. And she sits down in a chair right by yours near the fire. She stretches out her legs. You hear the cracks of bones. And she just seems so relaxed. Puts her feet on a stool right near the fire. Where am I? <laughs> seems that fire god has done a number to your head, Kelsar. Don't even recognize your own grandmother. Grandmother? Of course. You're at my home right now. And that thing can't come inside as much as he wants to. You look out a window near you and you see the area outside there's large bluish flames all over. And it tries to press on the window and just recoils away from it. And you see her just look over and she says, that's enough of that. And flicks a hand and the curtains draw and close. You can relax in here, Kelsar. Have some tea. Thank you. Honestly, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Hmm? I don't remember... I, I remember my upbringing a lot more crueler than it is, but with the dreams I've been having, I'm not saying it's real or it's not. I just... I don't know what to believe in anymore. I don't even know if you're real. She looks at you, kind of scowls at you, and you shrink a bit in your chair, like almost reflexively. I'm sorry. I just... I'm as real as I'll ever be. Fortunately, I'm not here anymore, Kalsar. I'm just a spirit. But we're all with you, all of us. Those 
memories in your head, Kelsar. Come on, you're smarter than that. You're a, you're a sharp boy. You know what's real. You know it in that heart of yours. I just, could I, why do I remember things differently than what they are? Why is this, what is, what is happening? Things want you to do things. I'm saying this as vague as I can because the more I try to press it, the more he tries to come in. So, unfortunately, I'll be a little vague. But there are powers that want you to do things, and there are ways to coax you to do them. But Kelsar, we are your family. Don't forget that. We care for you. How can I know for sure what is real and what isn't? How how can I find out the truth? You gotta go home, boy. Go home? You gotta go... Go back to the village, or what's left of it. What's left of it? It's gone now, Kalsar. But there are answers there for you. I'll I'll make sure you know where it is. There's always a way to get there. Don't you worry. No matter what world you're in, you can always go home. I'll make sure of it. Can I ask about Yagditha? I can tell you what I know. What would you like to hear? Is Yagditha really a benevolent god? Does he actually care, or is this... What is he? Why... why... I, 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 I was told that he was benevolent, but he's extremely possessive. Because he's scared, Kelsar. All the gods are scared. What we're facing isn't... It's death for you, but it's also death for them. They'll all die just as much as everyone else will if that woman summons that creature. It literally will erase everything. I've been very selfish, haven't I? No. You're scared, Kelsar, and that's okay. She reaches over and she puts a hand on your hand, and it's that sort of weaker, you know, like when a, as a person's getting older, like the papery skin kind of feeling... She grips tight your hand. You know, when you were just being born... Uh, well, nice. No, it was a bit before that, actually. Your mother... Right. Your mother had just gotten pregnant. She came into my home. And I remember she pulled all the books out. She was furious. She didn't really want to have a child, you see, because uh, I think she wanted to travel a little bit. She wasn't ready, but... You know, her and your father can't keep their hands to themselves, so you started to come along. And she was angry because signs started appearing, runes on her. And I remember coming out... Runes? Yes, uh, angelic runes on one side and demonic on the other. This was a, an old legend passed down among our people. There would be one who could command both darkness and light. Really? She was furious that you were going to be that child because she, she didn't want to put that on you. No. And she looked at me and she said, Mom, if anything happens to me, you make sure you look after that kid. And I've been so frustrated being stuck inside here for so long. 
I'm glad I could finally reach you, Kelsar. I'm sorry we haven't been there for you. You see she's tearing up. But we're here, and we love you. Don't be, don't be sorry. I'm just, I've been, I've been so confused. I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just feel so lost, and I just want to know. Go home, Kelsar. Take your friends with you. You're going to need them. They might be <laughs> a combative bunch when I'll put into one pot, but they're your safety net and they'll protect you because they love you too. I, I will. I know you can do this, Kelsar. You're strong. You've always been strong. The people of our family, we're tough and we're stubborn. But we do the right thing. Thank you. I have to fight. I know. But you're not fighting on your own. No. I know it's a lot of responsibility. And I know you're being pushed. And pushed hard. But you'll always be our hero. No matter what you do. And we are so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, finish up that tea of yours. You'll feel better tomorrow morning, okay? And go see that Asmar friend of yours. I think... I think that'll do you some good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's... Let's... Let's just rest for a little bit longer. Of course. Take your time. She gets up. She kisses you on your forehead, and you finish your tea, and you feel pretty sleepy, and the relaxing fire just sort of lulls you into a deep sleep. And when you wake up, you feel a blanket's on you, and a pillow underneath your head. You must be in a bed. You hear the chirping of birds. <sighs> just for a second, you thought you smelled lilacs, but... Then the smell went away. And you look around, and looking out the window, you kind of put it together that you must be back at that tavern that you were at before. <sighs> but in one of their rooms. I get out of bed. You see your armor and everything is off in the corner. You're just in your undergarments. Well, I guess I put on, put on my gear and everything. Yeah, and you go on down. I go on down. You see Bart's there, he's cleaning up and just setting up for the day. There's a few people who are sitting down eating breakfast, and he looks up. Bart! Hey, I found you on the bridge. Oh. I thought you'd appreciate a bed instead of the bridge. Oh, thank you so much. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Kalsar, you're going through a lot. But it's not just me. It's everyone. We all have our own burdens to shoulder, and I... This isn't about me, though. Edita was right on about that. This is about saving this world. Saving the innocent people whose stories have to keep going. I'm glad you can come to that, Kelsar. He pats you on the shoulder. I'm gonna pat him on the shoulder. I told you you're tough. I need to get tougher. I got something for you. 
uh, one sec. Quickly goes behind the bar, grabs a piece of paper, and comes back, hands it to you. Thank you. This is, uh, it's still inside Sanctuary. It's off more towards the eastern walls. Okay. You'll find a small shrine. It'll look like there's a set of wings on stone. Uh, it'll be a little grove of trees. Go there, meditate, and I'm positive something good will happen. I give him a hug. And he hugs you back and pats you on the back. Thank you. I know we've barely met each other, but I feel like... I feel this bond between you. I, I, I can't explain it. Well, that's a good thing, Kalsar. It's always good to have friends in your corner. You're always welcome here, whenever you need one. I'll definitely do that. But this time, I'm going to... I'm going to pay for my meal and pay you back for everything you've done for me. You keep going out there and fighting that good fight, and believe you me, I'll appreciate it. I'll come back. I know you will. So you get this breakfast served to you. There's a hefty portion of eggs, uh, bacon, and vegetables. I just wolf it down. I got an appetite again. You are starving, because you haven't really eaten much since... Probably since the day that you were coming back to New Dawn. Yeah. Oh, man, I really needed this. Okay. Uh, Time to head to that shrine. Then it'll be time to go back home. I'm sure this will do you some good, Kelsar. I think so, too. It's time to find some answers. Stay safe out there. You too, my friend. So you start walking, following this uh, quick map that he drew. And it leads you for the first time to the other side of the river. And this part of Sanctuary is a lower end. It feels a lot more rural, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You have packs of houses here and there. There's even more different races that live over here. A lot of halflings, you notice. Mm -hmm. And you see a lot of farmer fields. There's actually a fair amount of rice paddies. And uh, what was interesting is that the architecture, too, changes. There is a lot more of these strange houses that you've never seen before. People wearing this armor that you've never seen, where it's a lot more padded and jutting out, whereas yours is more curved and metal plating. Mm. You make it past this area where you actually see this massive racing track, and there are halflings riding what appears to be dinosaurs. They're ripping by each other, and the crowds are going crazy for it. I'm going to have to take that in next time. You walk a bit past this, and you find it must be this grove that he's talking about. These large trees all reach up high into the sky. Their leaves are this red and yellow, and they sway gently with the breeze. There seems to be a constant breeze here. It's beautiful. The smell of the autumn wind is coming through here. It's a nice temperature where you don't feel like you're dying inside this plate armor for once. Yeah. And the shrine is there. This large stone jutting up from the ground with a set of stone wings coming off of it. I uh, approach it. You feel a hum of energy. Can I do a check to examine it? Sure. You can either do a religion or an investigation. Both of which I have low of. Hey, intelligence. Eleven. You look around here and you feel energy in the area. There's definitely something special about this place. It doesn't look like it's frequented much. There's a bit of flowers and some fruit latest offering. 
near this large stone, but they look like maybe they're a day or two old. Mm-hmm. I sit in front of the statue, and uh, I begin to meditate. You close your eyes, and you go through the breathing practices like you're used to, back when you are with the Order of the Silver Shield. Yeah. Breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, trying to breathe in with your stomach to just relax yourself, bring yourself back to this peaceful place you set up in your mind. And you don't even notice the time passing by till suddenly you hear a cart come by not too far away and it sort of snaps you out. You look and it's just some people traveling and talking and they're just going by. But you look down in your finger and you see this golden ring with silver wings on it. What? How does... How did this happen? You feel it. You press down on it. Just this feeling that you know that you can just sort of push energy towards it. And as you stand up, suddenly these large wings push out from your back. <sighs> Whoa! You have one radiant white wing on your left shoulder and one beautiful black wing on your right. Ah, this is... This is awesome! You feel as the strength is coming into these wings and you pick yourself up and launch into the air. (laughs) And it's completely natural. Yeah! It feels like you've always had these wings. Oh man, this is... I can see all the sanctuary from up here. You rip around the air. A number of people are pointing up at you as you fly on by. (laughs) Birds just narrowly avoid you as you take yourself up through the clouds and come back down to the ground. Ah! Oh man! What a rush! You land back down in front of the Chosen's headquarters, and you feel the wings... Who needs alcohol when you got this? You feel the wings just magically fade away. You now have something called Ring of the Divine Wings once per day. You can use a spell slot and burn that spell slot to gain flying, And based on the level of the spell you burn, that's how many minutes you have that wing. So you burn a level two spell slot, you got it for two minutes. A level one, you got it for one minute. This energy is flowing through you. You feel good. (laughs) You have direction. You have potential answers to this eternal confusion that you've been living through. Yeah. Finally, for the first time in a long time, you have a choice that you get to make. I do. I, I think it's time. It's time to go home. It's nice to see a smile on Kelsar's face. I feel like it's been a while. Him getting those wings was probably one of the best things that could have happened to him. I just wonder what it all means. 
the symbolism, the discussion with his grandmother. What could this all be leading to? What does Kelsar's story have in store for us? Travelers, if you are enjoying our lovely show, and want to support us, or just want more sweet, sweet Ballad of the Seven Dice content, then hop on over to our Patreon, where we have all sorts of goodies there for you, including, I believe, five different one-shots currently. And if you're looking to leave us some kind words, then you could just hop on over to the iTunes or the Stitch Air, and we can read your review on here. Hopefully the mailman delivers it on time. Oh, travelers. Oh, I'm feeling a little peckish. I'm gonna go see if I can find some fruit around here, because honestly, I'm, I'm so bored of this stuff that we're eating, these rations. It's just the worst. I know Michael got all them for us, and it was really nice of him, but oh, hardtack for like 40 days in a row? Please, no. Alright, travelers, I'm off to forage. I bid you all adieu. If you enjoy Dungeons and Dragons, subpar voice acting, and silly stunts involving way too much fire, then Are We Dead Yet is just the D&D podcast you've been waiting for. Join us each 1st and 15th of the month as our heroes battle dangerous foes, solve intriguing mysteries, and try not to burn down the entire village in the process. Find us on your favorite podcatcher app or by going to oneuppodcasts.com. Listen as our party finds a new way to answer that age-old question, Are we dead yet?